1: Welcome 5 fans to another episode of BTR Boxing Podcast with me your host Sean Bastow and today it's Ones to Watch episode number 2 and it's with Sam Kitlarkin Enjoyed speaking to Sam about his start to his professional career. Great to hear about how he got into boxing, what his amateur career was like, what his experiences were there, also what his experiences were moving into the professional side of things. The stuff that goes on behind the scenes that not every fan knows about. So it was good to hear about how he's overcome them setbacks to turn professional, talking about his professional debut, talking about his second professional fight and also talking about the future as well. So here it is it's episode 2 series 2 of once to watch with Sam Kit Larkin. Yeah. So I'm delighted to say I've got Sam Kit Larkin on the phone. For episode 2 of Wants to Watch Sam, it's great to have you on, how are you doing?
0: I'm good mate, I'm good, I'm, I'm tired but I'm good, it's all good I'm living a good life at the minute, it's all good We're
1: going to be talking a little bit about that today in this episode But as always with the Wants to Watch series I always ask the fighters that come on to the show And the first question is always What it was that got you into boxing So let us know, what, what actually got you into the sport of boxing?
0: well um i first walked into a boxing gym when i was seven years old um my, my granddad were a professional um and my uncle were, were top top amateurs so i've been around boxing all my life you know so as soon as as soon as i as soon as i was old enough to go to the gym i wanted to boss so or i i've been boxing since a very young age you know and um and, and it's all been go from there, you see.
1: so what was the first time you'd say you you walked into the gym and you kind of got that sense of feeling where you was like you know this is what I want to do.
0: Yeah, I, I, mean, yeah, I was seven, and I remember clearly, the first, first gym I went to. It was uh, Bert Myers' gym in, in in Duke Bar in Burnley. You know, it, it was rough as rats. You know, it was uh, I was a bit intimidated when I first went, but but it was brilliant. You know, and I, I box all all through my childhood up until the age of I think I was fifteen, um, and then I, I had a few years out, and then I come back. I boxed at good level. schoolboy championships, championships. Won a few area titles at schoolboy, and then I, I had a few years out, and then I've come back as a senior um, when I when I were 21, and then and then obviously I had I had I had eight fights in the seniors championships, and then and then I got off for a short turning pro. So I've not looked back. As soon as I got off for a short turning pro, you know I've just been all go from there. So what was it that
1: caused you to kind of come in and out of boxing? Was there anything going on in your life that was kind of you know, hampering yeah, the I, reasons for it?
0: To be honest, I'd been boxing, like I said, i have been boxing since I was seven. I've been in around it a long time, you know, and all through primary school and all through high school, you know, I was boxing, I was training every day and I got... To be honest, I, I got it, it, with the amateur boxing, you know, the, the the bad decisions and 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 the and, and the stuff like that, and the, and the fight is not turning up to. fight, I, I, To be honest, I've had enough. I, I got to that age. I got to that stage. I just I needed a, I needed a, some time out. I needed a break out, you know. And I did do that. And then and then I got injured. I had a few injuries, I dislocated my shoulder, I snapped my leg. And all sorts going on and then and then obviously when I when I when I was twenty one I went back, you know, and then I got another injury then, you know, I was, I was twenty-four, um and I got another bad injury then a bad shoulder injury then, and I thought this is my time to quit now, you know. I thought I'd had enough. I, I kept having time off work and, you know, I've got kids to provide for and it's no good when stuff like that keeps happening, but well, I, I rolled it out, and then and then I got off for a start, and I, I just thought, let's let's have a do, you know, let's see what happens.
1: What was what was the amateur game like for you? I know a lot of people say that a similar thing when I speak to them. It's like some some people say it's you know it's it's a great experience for them, but then obviously some people are are always sort of scarred by certain decisions and things not going their way and. You know, the sort yeah, of, it, it seems to leave a bad taste in people's mouth at times as well.
0: It is, and, and what I see now, it's got even worse. To be honest, you know, it, it were a lot different when I obviously I'm, I'm twenty, I'm twenty eight now. So it, since I was in school, boys, it's been a long time. Well, you know, I, I, I got sick of turning up to shows on on Friday nights, and 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 my opponent weren't turning up, and, and or they were coming in heavy, or they were coming in too light, and it, it, it would just. It just got it. Just got enough for me, you know. It got too, too. It just got too stressful to me, for me to be honest. Um, and and it meant it made me, like I said, I'd done it for that long. I, I just wanted some time out, you know. I, I missed a lot of, with my friends, you know, playing out and stuff like that, as you want to do when you're a kid. And and I, and I weren't doing it because I because I put everything into my boxing. And I got I a good record, you know. I, like I was a decent amateur, but I I won most of my flat night up to my fights. in. In the score, boys, you know, I won a few Northwest titles. So I, I feel I felt like I'd succeeded already as well, you know. So I just I needed that time out.
1: So, going back to to, to obviously getting into boxing, and we've talked a little bit about the amateur stuff. Growing up, you said you've always been around boxing. Did you have any particular fighters that you used to look up to as a kid?
0: Prince Last Team, without a doubt. You know, I I used to watch him on on videos. Back in the day, when it were video players, I used to watch him constantly. (laughs) I loved loved him. I still watch him now. I think he's brilliant, you know. And, uh, yeah, he's 100% my favourite fighter. He always has been. And and I don't know why, to be honest. I just love how, how, even I don't box anything, like. Nas, you know, but I just, I just love, I love watching great entertainer, you know, and he could bang a lot. I love his power. That's what, that's one thing what I can carry at my weight. His power, so maybe that's, that's why he's. You know
1: what, Sam? It was one of my favorites too. So a lot of people. Don't really give him the credit. I think he he deserves in this day and age. And he had some fantastic fights. And like you say, he was a banger. And he was flamboyant. And you know, I used to yeah. love the entrances. And, and and growing up as a as a kid, you know, I'm not too much older than you at 33. But I loved watching him as a kid. And he was a he's a great you know style and entertainer to watch. But coming yeah. back to you, coming back to you then, and Nazim was your favourite, any any other fighters uh, around, maybe say the North West, that you've kind of looked at and gone, you know, this guy's a great fighter, I want to get to this level, that this guy's at.
0: You know, obviously, you, you I love watching that, and you know, I love watching them fighters, and to be honest now, I'm a massive boxing fan, I always have been, but, um, I, I pay more attention now, to, to, to fighters like prospects, or, or low level pros, you know, and Br- British fighters, more. More than I do watching these big, big American American fights, you know, in these big super fights. That entertains me more. Two two local lads are giving it the role, and that, that's what happens.
1: You know? So going over then to your career. Now you have turned professional. You've had two professional fights so far. Uh, your first one was in early March this year, and you got the the win, a uh, points win in your first fight over Ricky Leach. And you know, I was there at that one, and I felt you know you know he looked really really impressive in that one, and uh, it was really. Impressed by your performance, uh, and then you had your second professional fight uh, not long afterwards, in which you, you actually picked up a loss in that one. So, yeah. talk to me about that experience, and from going from having your debut and winning to, to obviously going into your second fight and losing.
0: It's hard. It's tough. A lot of things happened that night, you know, and, and people what I give a lot of weight away, as you know. That last year I had three of my debuts cancelled, you know, and I, I lost a lot. On, on I lost a lot of my fans who, who won't even buy tickets off now because they didn't get money refunded and my and, and fights kept getting cancelled. And also, I'm struggling to do as many tickets now. And on the night, my opponent turned up. They were stone overweight. Well, they were stone heavier than me. Um, and it really boxed him. Or, or cancel the fight again, and I just thought, I can't do that again, you know, um, I felt tired, I'm not one for making excuses, you know, it, it is what it is, I lost, but I felt tired as well, I got greedy, I felt that good off winning my debut, I, I wanted to carry on with that buzz, you know, and, and I, only three weeks after so, I'd, I'd been in camp a long time for my debut, i have been training for solid for like 10 months, and it just all went pear-shaped to be honest You know, I'd run myself into the ground that much we were working full time and training and I didn't have a rest I went straight back into camp after, after my debut and I, w- I was just shattered, you know, and Wean being a lot heavier, he, he, from the word go I was knackered, you know I, I, I was knackered, he was leaning on me, I was feeling his shots and I was hitting him with some big shots and it was just darkening because you weren't even feeling it, you know, just taking a munching for fun. So, But it is what it is and I've forgotten about it now and, and, and I've learned a lot off that night. That. But no one wants to lose this early on in the career, do they? You know, especially if they want to get to the
1: level that I want to get to. It's, it sounds like to me, like it's been a quite difficult period of time because you're explaining to, to myself here that you know you've had three potential fights lined up for yourself and, and three times they've fell through before you've even got started in your career. So, most people that know the boxing game inside out know that you've got to be able to shift the tickets to at least be able to, if you want to be a home fighter, this is to at least pay for the yeah. fighter to come invite you so you've got that difficulty straight away and obviously if you if you are shifting tickets and then it gets cancelled and then you're shifting them again and it gets cancelled obviously people are going to think to themselves well you know this it's, it's, it's not going to work out and people pay obviously a lot of money to come to the shows and, and we appreciate yeah. that and obviously I know you appreciate that so it, it must have been really difficult and I know speaking to you on the night of your debut it was like this sort of big weight had, had finally been lifted the fact that you was able to actually get in there on the night and, and and perform
0: that that were it. I, I, I was telling, I was speaking to everyone on the night, and because then three the, the, for the for the first when when i've got off when i first got offered the shot at boxing at Colm Municipal floor in my own town for me de- date my professional debut i sold 265 tickets you know it went mean and then that got cancelled so then my second fight got put on there again then that got cancelled on the night because Kieran holman turned up with an art murderer so that went down to about 150 tickets that night then my th- so it, my tickets have just dropped and dropped and dropped because people don't want to keep handing 30, 35 quid over, do they, to come and watch, no. to come and support me when I'm not even boxing, you know, so, it, yeah, it was, I was saying to everyone on the night, I'd be more, on my debut at Bolton, I'd be more surprised if I get in the rink than I, I, I was just waiting for the doctor to come in and tell me something up on it, and I weren't, that sound bad look I've had, I've turned over, but, We've got that debut. I want. Where it would mean, and that's why I boxed so soon, because I felt that good, and I'm not getting any younger. You know, it's a bit a bit old. To turn over, it's 28. So. That's why I took that second fight so soon as
1: well. And do you think, obviously, from from taking that fight so soon and with everything else surrounding it, you know, in hindsight now, you, you probably wouldn't make that same same mistake again, would you? Really?
0: No, oh, there's no way. There's no way. I a lot, you know. If if, I, if my opponent comes in, you know, I, I had to I had to gain weight that day because I knew we were coming in heavier, but I didn't know we were going to be a store heavier. So, and that's why I felt even. Rubbish, more rubbish myself because I I'm, I box as as you could tell from my day, my box quite sharp I eat quite sharp, and I'm, I'm fast. And I come in at like nine, stall three, and that, that's massive for me. And I felt flat, I felt fat to be honest, and I, I couldn't move, I couldn't get my shots off. So I've definitely 100% learned from it. You know, I've only just got over it to be honest. But like I said, I forgot about that and just got to concentrate in for the 30th
1: of June. Today's episode of Wands to Watch is sponsored by Bear Attack. Boxing Providers of high quality boxing equipment. And today I want to talk about the Power Focus Pads. Now they are focus pads that are ideal for training your boxing students and also for boxing training as well. They've got extra thickness and they're very, very shock absorbent. This pad is ideal for getting them big hooks, big right crosses, the big uppercuts, the great selection of shots thrown by fighters. So guys, go over and check them out at www.focuspads.com bearattackboxing.co.uk go and check out their new product which is the Power Focus Pads only $24.99 get over there Check him out. Check him out on social media at Bear Attack Boxing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So let's move on and talk a little bit about where you train. then you train over a, a elite boxing gym in Bolton under Alex Matvienko, who I know obviously quite well from past couple of years of of doing the boxing media game. And you know I, I've seen fighters come and go in Alex's gym, and, and obviously I've seen the style he teaches his, his fighters. What, what was it that made you decide to turn pro and, and go with Alex?
0: What it were? I- I haven't always been with Alex. I used to train at Carl Ince's in Garstang. Um And Shane Singleton is retired now, a good pal of mine, and uh, boxing with amateurs. And I would I w- just, I, w- I went down to, James Shane just rung me up, said, so You want to come down and have a move about? So I went down and it would call him off for of me the shot at turning pro, but things didn't work out, and, and things weren't working out there, and Chris Johnson, a retired pro, now, who were training there, put me on to Alex, and I gave Alex a message, he he, he gave me he, he told, he replied straight away, he told me to come down the day after I'd messaged him for to see what I could do, he threw me in with Ryan Doyle, threw me in deep end straight away, and and he offered to train me, and he's improved me massively. You know, I was still quite amateurish when I went to him. You know, I was bouncing around on my feet a lot. I, I weren't planting my feet and landing my shots. But he's improved me massively, I, and I can't thank him enough. You know, he man the team at Elite as well. You know, he's done a lot for me since I've been there. So,
1: so going forward, then let's talk
0: about your your next fight. You said 30th of June the date, is it? 30th of June, yeah. Colm, hometown, throw, so I'm I get people back on side with tickets on this show. Then you know,
1: and we always talk about. on the episodes about sponsorship for fighters and and sometimes how difficult it is to shift tickets and to be able to get that sort of set standard amount of tickets out there to be able to pay for the opponents to come and fight you and, and, and be there but also sponsorships is absolutely critical to allow you to be able to train and give yourself adequate time and adequate space for training. Uh, as well as whatever else our sponsor provides. So at the moment, Sam, do you have any sponsors? Uh, if so, you know, give them a shout out. And if not, where can they find you?
0: I am. I, to be honest, the support I've got since turning pro has been class, and I could not whinge it anymore about it. You know, I, I, I was in a job. I quit my job to turn to, to give it a shot. You know, I thought quit my job. I'll give it a shot. Training the day in the in the mornings, and and I, I used to an old spawn partner man, and he let me start and finish as and when I wanted. You know, so I could go sparring, I could get to the gym, but it gave me hours to co- to cover bills, to pay for bills. But as you know, boxing doesn't pay money, does it? Boxing at this level, it, if you're not doing enough tickets, it's not paying the bills. So I've gone back to work full-time now. I'm, I'm running in mornings. I'm up at 4 or 5 in the morning. I'm running, grafting all day on building sites, and then I'm in Bolton every night training. So, they, so they're long days, but... I'd give all my shout out, all sponsors shout outs, but I'm sorry, but the list is that big. I don't, I, I couldn't remember them probably, but but yeah, i I'm I've got the support. I've got some amazing, you know, and I couldn't, I, I 100% couldn't have done it without them because, as you know, there's a lot of money and a lot of time goes into into this sport, you know, and um, and I've got a lot of sponsors that help me out with tickets as well, which as, as we've been on about, that's the main thing is tickets. Those people don't understand that they what what go, actually goes on people think you just go to gym you train, and and you get a fire whenever you want but no one wants to know that there unless you can sell tickets no one's interested in you so.
1: and, and that's true and it's very true what you're saying and it, it's for a lot of pros out there that are at a similar stage to you or just starting out they've got to do exactly the same thing they've got to try and get people to get on board and follow them and, and find their journey and see what their journey is all about and 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 be able to get them to invest in paying to come and watch them. So you've got to put that performance in. by you've got to train so hard, put the performances on, get the people, get the bums in seats, and the tickets sold to be able to at least break even uh, before you can start earning the money. So it's very important, obviously, that people do get involved with yourself. So in terms of sponsorships, if anybody that listens to this episode, uh, you know, likes the sound of of where you're going, your attitude, your mentality to the sport. Where could they find you to get in touch with you on social media?
0: Uh, Facebook, obviously is, my name is Sam Kit Martin and Instagram as well. You can drop me a message on there like I say all all, all supports massively appreciated and I do I do put it in, you know. I, I don't I'm not in this doing it all forward. am and I've come into this uh very realistic, you know, I know what it takes to get even to even central area title level, English, British I know what it takes to get to that and uh, I, I'm aiming I'm aiming to get to that level. 100%.
1: So, let's have a bit of fun then before we close out our little chat and let's talk a little bit about some of the other stuff in boxing and you told me about your favourite fighter Nazim Hamid uh, obviously he's one of my favourites as well. Favourite favourite fighter of
0: all time? Name it. Eee, flipping <laughs> Naz 100% Naz I won't, I, won't, I won't shy away from that Naz definitely. Which one though? Kevin Kelly? Uh, uh... even though he got beat, (laughs) this is going to sound mad Barrera that was (laughs) it sounds weird even though he were my favourite fighter but it, it was good to see how he got exposed you know I waited a long time to see how we were going to get beat, you know, and uh, Barrera did quite a school in direct. Yeah, no, it was. Uh,
1: I was very disappointed with that one because I expected him to go in there and beat Barrera personally. That was just that was just me oh, stay, yeah. staying up till daft o'clock in the morning to watch him come in late because his gloves weren't right. And then someone chucked yeah. a beer over him on the way into the ring <laughs> on his hoop. So, yeah, it was absolutely uh, absolutely mental on that one. So, yeah, favourite fight and fighter. You've told me about that one. In in today's current scene, there who would you say is the most exciting fighter to watch?
0: To watch British level? Oh. Yeah, well
1: go 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 with go with British and world.
0: Hey, um I loved watching Ted Cheeseman you know, and obviously till got beat. I loved watching these, these British lads come up. who was smashing on these media next gen shows, you know, Lewis Rich and lad, young kids like that. What are absolutely smashing it? I watched there were a next gen show on last week, Ryan Doyle box on, those. good good kids on that as well, you know, I, I love watching these low level lads, potential lads who I could box maybe in a few years, you know, I love watching the Bantam and the Super Bantam weights what, coming through and smashing it, so yeah, and all, all of them, all British fighters I love, like I say, I'm more into my, when I was growing up, I loved watching my me, 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 me big world, world class fights, you know, now I concentrate more on these next-gen shows of the British fighters, the lads coming through the, the rankings, you know, and, and see what I could be up against in a few years.
1: course. Cool. so what about world level then? Is anyone in particular that you think of and you think, bloody hell, you know, that's the fighter I want to sit down and watch?
0: Canelo's smashing it in here at I minute. Mean, it's got to be Canelo Alvarez. He's, he's somewhere else in, you know, he's different league, innit? You know? it. There's a few, there's a few, but like I say, I, I concentrate more on my British, my British fighters.
1: So, when you're out and you're running, and I see a lot of videos of you on social media doing your little runs and stuff. Off. what's what would you say is the one tune that gets you motivated on them runs <laughs> <Flipping heck>. Um, <laughs> I
0: run to some I run to some weird
1: music but, uh... what what's the what's probably the cheesiest one that you listen to and what's the uh, what's the most motivational <laughs> one
0: Listen, I've got a tr- Rick. Have you heard of Rick Astley?
1: Oh, everybody has.
0: <laughs> were, I I haven't until I heard this song on, on flipping on FM whenever I heard it on. I, ru- I run, to Rick Astley, "Angel by My uh, oh. <laughs> That is a cheesy one, but it that gets me going. Stupid. It's
1: good. <laughs> Any like people have motivational ones that they listen to. Like when I'm at the gym, you know, I'd like I'd have stuff like uh, obviously the Rocky stuff goes on there, and you know you yeah. get like your the southpaw film soundtracks a pretty good one to listen to and and just stuff yeah. like that is there any any particular songs that you can think of where you think yeah this is the one that pushes me to that next level
0: i have a lot mate you know we in, in running to these running the change my music my tasting music's mad you know i listen to anything and Uh, uh, coming up to each fight I have a different genre of music I'm listening to if if that makes sense you know so it varies pal it varies they're all over the shop my Spotify list is absolutely massive so
1: (laughs) but the the listeners of this podcast are going to know you as the guy that listens to Rick Astley on his runs
0: (laughs) (laughs) no one's going to buy a ticket off me now are they
1: (laughs) no hey I tell you what it's whatever gets you there and whatever gets you to that point where you feel it pushes you to that next level whether it be Rick Astley or whether it be Rocky it doesn't matter as long as it pushes you to that next level and that's what it's all about
0: yeah definitely
1: so you know sam it's been a pleasure obviously having you on and uh, i really appreciate you taking the time out to to speak to me and tell me a little bit more about yourself and your journey and and what goes on outside of boxing for yourself and 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 sort of where you want to look to take your career going forward so thank you very much for coming on
0: yeah brilliant it's been a pleasure
1: and um i look forward to speaking to you again sean so there we go episode number 2 of series 2 of ones to watch done and dusted with Sam Kit Larkin really enjoyed speaking to Sam about his career his journey into boxing talking about things like His music tracks, the fact that he listens to Rick Astley on a run, I thought was absolutely hilarious. The fact that he's a massive Nazim Hamed fan, really interesting conversation that we had about his career and, and what his ambitions are going forward. So if you've enjoyed the episode and you want to subscribe to us, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Podbean. You can find us on Stitcher, Spreaker, Player FM, Spotify. We're on there. Go and find us on your preferred app. Follow us. At, on Twitter at BTR boxing pod on Facebook BTR boxing podcast you get all the latest news all the latest updates all the latest polls for our next episodes of legendary nights they're all on there so go on and find us on them social media channels I hope you've really enjoyed this episode of wants to watch and check us out for later on in the week for more reviews and previews of all the action coming up over the next week